Hi, I'm Christy Winfrey, and I'm so excited you're here with me today. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming about the life you wish you had? Yeah, me too. Well, for many years, I felt stuck, and I thought those dreams would only ever be just daydreams. Today, I now run a thriving six-figure virtual business that allows me to have the freedom to work and live from anywhere. I also teach others how to grow and operate a successful TC business with their very own. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and application, then this is the podcast for you. In here, we discuss business dreams, goals, and everything in between. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Hey there, friend. I've got something special to share with you today. Have you ever wondered if there was a career where you could work from home and still make a great income? Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Becoming a Transaction Coordinator. I know that this is such a powerful career for so many people that I want to share the opportunity that I have been given with as many people as possible. That's why I've created the TC Quiz. It's a fun way to explore if becoming a transaction coordinator might be the perfect fit for you. Imagine having the flexibility to work from home and enjoying the financial rewards. So head on over to christywinfrey.com backslash TC quiz and start exploring your journey towards an amazing home-based career. It's all about making your dreams a reality one step at a time. Hey everyone, welcome to today's show. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Jennifer Hernandez with Legacy Mutual Mortgage. And she is just going to talk a little bit about what are the eight tips to have a smooth home buying process, as well as she has a book coming out here soon called Big Hug, Big Kiss, How I Became a Referral Magnet and How You Can Too. So I definitely want her to touch on that because I know referrals are so, uh, so important in any industry, and I know it can translate from real estate to any industry. So welcome to the show, Jen. Thank you. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for coming on. So Jennifer Hernandez, I'm a native Houstonian, and I got into the mortgage business early, right out of college. Luckily, I just, I feel super blessed to have found a career by accident that I actually love. And it's just been a great 28 years as of actually a couple of weeks ago, my 28 year anniversary. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So these are just some, you know, when you asked me about the topic, we actually started with 10 and I said, Hey, let's do eight. 10 is just so many because after 28 years and I've helped over 4,600 people finance homes, I can really lump them into eight. Right. That's kind of simple, simple reasons uh, to just smooth, smooth transaction on both, on both ends. The first one is start early. And this really applies to whether you're buying a house or buying a car or, buy, I mean, anything, right? But we're talking about houses today. Start early. If you start right before you need it, like ASAP, my hair's on fire, you just don't really, that's when I see most of the mistakes happen, uh, honestly, is, is in that amount of time. Yeah. The second thing is just be prepared to submit documents. So I still get some people that think it's like the early 2000s. Remember when we had like no documents, like you could be breathing and you could get a loan, like (laughs) prepared to give stuff like 
it is normal um, that we need to understand who you are. We need to see it on paper. So what are some of the common things that they documents they need to have ready? Yeah, we need two of everything. So I just tell people, remember two, 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 and that's two months bank statements, you know, banking, savings, 401k, whatever, two pay stubs. Most people are paid twice a month. So that's two pay stubs. And then two years, W-2s or tax returns, depending on how you're paid. Okay. So really, yeah. So that's it. Two, two, two. And then a driver's license, of course, to comply with the Patriot Act. Yeah. So documents, just be prepared to, you know, to give that stuff. There are some programs that erase some of those things. You'll pay a higher rate, but I'm talking about mainstream, like 95% of the people, okay, that that are wanting, you know, the lowest rate, the best terms, the lowest down payment. You, you've got to give us stuff. You got to give us docs. Right. And included in those docs means let, they're going to pull your credit. So- in fact, I want to just pause really quick because that right there in the document process, that's the biggest obstacle that keeps people from getting pre-approval is actually the fear, rightfully so, of, oh my gosh, it's going to nosedive my credit. That's actually not true. On my YouTube channel, Loan with Jen, I have a pretty big YouTube channel. I even have a video of one of my most watched videos is truth about credit inquiries. And you can pull credit. One little isolated pull is not going to nosedive your credit. It's all the other stuff that you do. Like, let me get another credit card. Let me overcharge my balance. Let me, you know, all those things really, let's pay late. That yeah. stuff really dives your credit. So don't- and those be- are big no-nos in the home buying process. Yeah. So, so it's definitely, it's great to be guarding your credit, but, but don't be fearful of taking that step because it's the only way that someone's going to advise you correctly. You know, the rates and the terms are so driven by, by credit. So, so driven. So that's part of that document process and accuracy and credit scoring with lenders is different than all the, the online. Oh, I've got credit karma and I go to Experian and I've got credit wise and all these place. Oh, my bank says I have a credit score of XYZ. That's true in their world, but in the mortgage world, your score is very different. And so you've got to go to a mortgage lender to get that score. So that's, that's that pre let's get prepared early. That's, that was, you know, tip number one, so that if there is some work to be done, we've got time to do it. Right. You know, when your people come to me a week before wanting to buy a house, because they're fearful about, that's why people wait, because they're fearful about the credit. So they don't do it until last minute. And then there's no time to fix anything. You know, it just really puts them in a real hard position. So again, start early. I would say six months is a good starting early. Yeah. And then be prepared for documents and credit. That's that's number two to a smooth closing. Number three is communication. You should tell us everything. Some people not knowing, I don't think they mean to hide things from us, but they think it might not matter. You need to like, I just listen on calls. I just write stuff down. 
because even if you think it's insignificant, we're going to find out anyway. So if you're trying to cover something up for whatever reason, like, oh, I don't want to tell her I'm getting divorced. I mean, I, I can tell like there's different signs of different things like, or, oh, I own a property, but she doesn't need to know about it because it's free and clear. No, yeah, we really, <laughs> we really do. So we really try to pull things out of people. You just need to be transparent because like I said, it's better than coming up when it's too late for, right, for recourse. So be yeah. prepared to be communicative about whatever it is about your background that we need to know. Just get it out early. Yeah, that's important. Yes, 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 yes. And number four, when you're under contract, and, and this list was devised from really the mistakes that I've seen happen, whether it's my mistake, client's mistake, whatever. When you're under contract, I guess never assume anything. Like clients assume the realtor is going to get me the contract and the realtors assume the client's going to get me the contract. I'd rather get the contract five times, to be honest with you, than get a call that, oh yeah, I've been under contract for 10 days and oh, we're out of the option period. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> we, yeah. just lost, we just lost 10 days. So the number one tip is when you're under contract, that time, that time clock starts ticking You've got to be in communication with your lender. You've got to. Or narrow it down very quickly because it really, you know, and I know through your expertise as well, I mean, it really takes 30 days. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And I would say when the rates really started changing, I started seeing more and more contracts where the buyers were still shopping lenders 10 days into the contract being ex executed, which is like you said, it's too, it's really too late by that point. Yeah, I think that as whether you're a realtor allowing your client to do that and not urging them and giving them good information or you're a client and you're waiting, you really do put yourself in a bind on the timeline, on your choices, because then you're having to make a quick decision just under some right. pressure that you might not see your blind spots as easily. Right. What I'll say. Yeah. Um, and for our listeners, you know, each state has their own deadlines and contracts, but in Texas, we have a loan financing deadline. And so if you're 10 days in and you only have a 21 day financing period, well, you've only got 11 days to get yeah. conditionally approved or ideally cleared to close. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it's too tough to do. When shortcuts are expected or forced, something has to give. I mean, I, I did a, uh, I really mapped everything out. I have, in fact, I'll send it to you. It's a, it's a timeline of a 20, had a close in 25 business days, which is like 30 calendar days. And I put each days that every part of the process that it takes. And it's like, okay, if we're going to close in 14 days, which one of these shortcuts, where are we going to shortcut? And it really pokes at the accuracy. And I would say this is true for any service that you're requiring. If you're not giving the people that are serving you enough time to do their diligence, that's okay. I mean, I don't mind working faster for people. I just need to know which thing do you want me to shortcut on? <laughs> the accuracy, the thoroughness, the customer service, you know, what what do you 
I'm happy to go fast for you, but something has to give. And so just, you know, be the more communicative you are. I find that the smoothest transactions, they started early. They were, if I needed docs, I'm talking lightning speed. I had them within like five business hours, like fast. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorite clients, by the way, super fast. Uh, We love all of them, but the fast ones, it, it helps us get to help you quicker and then they were super communicative. Hey, Jen, I, okay, contract, what do I do now? You know, that that we that's what we want you to do. Right. We want to coach you on the next steps. I do this all the time. I've done this over 4,000 times. I'm on my way to 5,000. Like, let me help you. Let me help hold your hand. Yeah. So really relying on the experts that are there to help you in whatever you're doing. You know, the people that hire you, you're amazing. So I'm sure you have some realtors that, they just, they just can't trust. They just from bad experiences before probably, and you've got it under control, right? But yeah. then they're like still hanging on for dear life. I usually is when we get those calls from agents who said, you know, they're like, I have a hard time letting go. And I'm like, I, I totally understand it, but give us a few transactions. And then they're like, okay, they've got it. You know, I can, yeah. I can relax a little bit now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's human nature and we understand that. So, you know, people have a hard time just not just totally letting go. I mean, you definitely need to always be on guard, but that's why referrals are so important Mm -hmm. because you know that it's someone you can trust because someone else trusted them before you. Number, number five, expect bumps in the road. You just, I, I think I think sometimes, you know, every, everyone wants it to go perfect. Definitely. And so do we, but there are going to be challenges. There's going to be something that happens that comes out of nowhere. And with the right team, with the right realtor, with the right lender, title company, you know, you know, as well as I do, that whole trifecta is so important. Absolutely. And that the smoothest transactions have been when it's a referred, you know, the title company was known to the realtor. They had a great transaction. The realtor was referred to the client by somebody and then they referred us or, you know, somehow we're every, all referrals, like we're all working hard to make sure that everything is super smooth because right. we're all super invested on the outcome, which is we, we, number one, I mean, it's probably ego driven, right? It's a sense of responsibility. Like I can't let Christy down. Christy referred me somebody. I have to take more pride in this because I, I mean, I, I can't let Christy down. It's your referral. So I'm going to go work super hard. And so that's the beauty of referrals is that you're getting people that do business the right way because of that relationship. Yeah, definitely. But, but do expect bumps in the road because they do happen. But again, with the right team, it's, you know, I want my clients to feel like blip on the screen, like behind the scenes. If I really, I I could just tell you stories that would be a whole other hour podcast of just bumps in the road, like Mm -hmm. life support, like you wouldn't believe that no one ever knew like my team. And I'm, I know it happens on the realtor side too. Like, oh yeah. I would say, you know, probably only 80, 80% of files don't have, wait, no, that's, I said that wrong. 
um, 20% of files don't have some yeah. kind of little kink that you have to get over. And sometimes it's nothing major. It's just, you know, extra little yeah, like, okay, how do we maneuver this? Mm-hmm. We had a week a few weeks ago and it, we had maybe three or four in one week that just, if we, we close up quite a few loans and we had mm-hmm. three or four in one week that like, it was just pouring life support. We were like, oh my God, we got through all of it. But again, we're going to shield. That's our job is to right. get solutions and make sure it goes smooth. And But do expect bumps in the road when they happen and just know that we'll, the right team will get you right through it. Mm-hmm. And number six is replying to requests quickly. You know, email and phone calls and definitely, especially when you're buying a mortgage, you get on a robo dial list. Because the credit bureaus sell your name hmm. to robo whatever. And, and I'm so still it's getting overwhelming. <laughs> it's overwhelming. So save your person, your realtor, your lender, save their numbers in your phone so you know it's them. Check your voicemails, check your email. Because if you ignore all that stuff, it really is not going to go well. And I know that it's just so easy to get overwhelmed. I know I get, I mean, my Gmail is a hot mess, my personal email. But when I know I'm doing a transaction, like I'm actually doing a home equity loan right now. Like I purposely, I like set my phone timer to go in there every day. Cause otherwise I'll ignore it for days. Yeah. But you can't do that when you're getting a house. Like you have to be on top of the correspondence coming your way. Right. And I gave this tip a little while back and let me know your thoughts, but people have so we get so much junk email all the time. Right. So I can totally understand how somebody can miss an email because they've got a hundred other emails in their inbox. What if you actually just set up a generic Gmail, like home buying at gmail.com, you know, and then that is the only email you use for this transaction. Then once the transaction's over, you know, in a few months, then you just shut down that email. Yeah. But at least then you're not going to miss anything because of all these other junk mail. I, I think that's great. Another thing that you could do, my son is applying for college. And so, oh my gosh, there is so much junk mail, like colleges and universities. It's obnoxious. And I taught him how to make a rule to where emails from, this domain go automatically into the folder. And I said, all you have to do is check the folders on the left. So you could do that as well. Setting up permission to where once you know my email, you know, anything at legacy mutual goes to this folder, anything at so-and-so or this so-and-so realtor and anything from title company, you know, once you know the emails of the people that are helping you, make that special folder and it goes over there. And then that little red dot with the circle comes up and you're like, Oh, you've got mail. I've got mail. So you could do that as well. But I do, I do have seen some clients do the special email. And I think that's a great idea too. As long as you remember to go check it, that's the thing. That's the downside of that. But yeah, either of those would work. I would say either of those two would, that's a great idea for sure. And then, so that was number six. And then number seven you know, no cash deposits or because lenders go crazy over cash. I'll just, I'm just not even going to explain why we just cash, like green cash under the mattress cash. I mean, a few hundred dollars is okay, but when you start like, oh yeah, $10,000, just know that it's no bueno. It is not good. 
Uh, no, so no, no movements, no cash movements, no big unsourced deposits. Cause we're going to ask you and we have to be able to trail where that, where that came from. No credit movements, job movements. Just let us know. I mean, again, we're going to find out anyway, like the day of closing <laughs> when we call to verify your employment that one last time and oh, Susie doesn't work here anymore. That has happened to me. Oh gosh. And but clients don't know. That's the thing. Is they they're like, oh well, I mean, I move jobs with more money. Why does it matter? It's like because you're about to sign a federal loan application with wrong information. But right. you know, clients don't you don't buy a house every day. So just no movements, no movements at all. Credit, income, just check in with your lender. That's my advice on anything. Like I love to get calls for the littlest, most insignificant thing, but to the client, it's not insignificant. They're following direction for sure. And number eight really, I think is the most important one. And I mentioned it before, and that's using really giving weight in your decision-making to those referral sources. The realtor was referred, the, the lender was referred. Those are the, your two main advocates when buying a house. We're referred for a reason. You don't have to do 4,600 deals like I've done to be amazing. I mean, you could have done 10. It doesn't like that. You've just done it before and it's been great. It doesn't matter how many, but you, you know, you were referred by somebody and um, really take those with a lot of weight, the nightmare stories that I've heard is, and clients are just trying to do what's best for them. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Nobody wants to be taken advantage of, rightfully so. But the things I usually see blow up or the save a deals that I get, the calls I get like, hey, Jen, can you help us? You know, my client is usually when it was, just some random generic. Right. Because the referral source, when you're referred, like, and I know you, I know you, because we've, you know, had lunch together and we, we have a lot of similar interests. I know you work this way as well. Like I'm up at night. If your deal is going bad, I am not sleeping. But the person at that national company with a processor five states away, they're sleeping just fine. They're turning off the lights at the end of the day. Oh, I'm going to help Susie. Little Susie's, her deal's blowing up right now, but it's five o'clock and I got to go. Right. They're, they're sleeping just fine. It's very arm's length. But that person that was referred to you, like that's like, I mean, that's, that's like take major pride in that. That's like an honor. Right. We're going to yeah. go to bat and work harder and be more concerned and more vetted for you. So that's that's my very last that I, I put it last instead of first, because I want people to really remember it. Mm -hmm. um, just really give it a lot of weight when you're making your decision, because it it really it, does matter. It, it, really it does. does matter. Yeah. yeah, I can't tell you how, I mean, just I can't even stress the importance of having a good team, a great realtor, a great lender, a great title person, um, because you're right with if you if somebody if there's a missing link in there, the transaction doesn't go as smoothly. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that last point really ties in great with your book. So will you tell us a little bit about your book and maybe just a few tips on how to become a, you know, a referral magnet like you? Yeah, sure. So I didn't mean for it to happen, um, but I call it Big Hug, Big Kiss because my Aunt Marianne was my first true mentor. And I started cleaning. My first job was when I was 12 and I cleaned her house every Sunday. But I found out later she gave me the job to teach work ethic. You know, like she's like, Jennifer, I I had a maid come during the week. And I'm like, why? I came sat. I came on Sunday and I cleaned for like four hours. She's like, Jen, you were 12. You know, like I thought I did this great job, Uh you know, and who knows? But the point is she really started instilling. And then as I got older, she started, you know, bringing me to her off, you know, as I was older and could drive and I'd meet her at Ruth Chris and we'd have dinner and one of her, you know, work colleagues would come by. So she was the first woman vice president of a major oil company back in the eighties, coastal states management. And she was the first woman elected to the mercantile exchange, which is a big deal. And I didn't realize it at the time until years later. She was just my Aunt Marianne. But her tag trader ID was BHBK, Big Hug, Big Kiss, because she just kissed and hugged everybody. Like she was just very personable, very relational. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to dedicate this book to her. So I really made the book around her. And I was like, how can I train this? And really, when you're in any kind of business, I don't care what, I don't care if you sell widgets, I don't care if you sell plants, you know, you can sell anything, but showing people you care is really, and that's what she did. Like when you were with her, you were with her, you know, you were like, she really made people feel very special. And I really learned a lot from her, not knowing until later on when I was starting my own journey that I, she had instilled in me these qualities. I was like, I wonder how I got this way, you know? And it was from her. So Big Big Kiss is about, really, I, I outlay some tactics that were really looking back, very simple that I did early on. And that was the main one I would say is having a repetitive touch point to people. So early on, even when I couldn't afford it, I mailed out, you know, physical like postcards, time change reminders twice a year to everybody that I knew. And I didn't have a ton of money back then. Like I used to lick the stamps. I don't do that anymore, but I, I still do it to this day. I do it six times a year instead of two, but like just that repetitive touch point. Mm-hmm. And then when email you know, back in the nineties, email was kind of coming of age, but when it really started banging in 2000, probably I started to send a weekly email to all the referral partners, you know, realtors are my biggest source, a repetitive email, the same day of the week, same time of the day, always around four o'clock with the same title. I would just say that probably has been my silver bullet, magic wand. You can call it whatever you want. I still do it to this day. 
every week. You get my interest rate update. Yeah, I sure do. It's called right. interest rate update. It goes out and you may not realize this, but it goes out on Friday in the afternoon and it's every week repetitive. And that repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. I've had people call me after years of, you know, oh, Jen, I've been, you know, I've been watching, getting, and I just, it's time for us to do business. I'm like, fantastic. Amazing. So it really, yeah. yeah, it really does work. And I do some of it with the, with the bar, with the past clients now too. But I would say for people in any kind of a business, find something of value that's a little bit uncommon. Don't send what everybody else is sending and don't send something canned. Like anyone can buy a newsletter and send it. Make something of your own. If it's a video, if it's a blog, I like to write. So mine's in writing. Just do something. Call it the same thing, same same week. Make sure that it's valuable, giving value to the recipients and keep doing it over Absolutely. and over and over and over again. And it will grow your business. I 100% agree. Well. And you just never know who's watching or look, you know, paying attention. I, you and I both do these Tuesday tip video emails that go out on Tuesdays and I have started getting more and more referrals from that. And I've been consistently doing it for two years, almost three now, Yeah, but it, it takes, sometimes it takes time, but yeah, that consistency and, and there's people watching that you don't even know are watching, mm -hmm. you know, because I don't, honestly, I don't go back in and read the metrics I could and see everybody that's opening it. Like who has the time? I just <laughs> know that it's going yeah. out. And you're, you're going to get so, I mean, I've got someone that's been watching me for like six years and that's I, awesome. he came to one of my events last week and said, you know what, I've been watching you and I came to see you and hear what you had to say. Of course I was interested in the topic and it was, you know, it was a great encounter. So you just never know. And, and I've always had that big hug, big kiss mentality, honestly, that when people are ready, they're going to show up. And I'm, I'm going to love on you whenever that is. I'm just going to keep dripping, keep calling, you know, whatever my follow-up plan is, depending on who you are. Like if you're a client, I have a certain method, you know, referral sources. I'm like, hey, when you're ready, you will appear, raise your hand. I will love on you as hard as I can when that time happens. I don't, you know, bygones be bygones. Like the last seven years that you weren't referring me, you don't need to explain. Like it's okay. And so I think when you have that, let's call it big hug, big kiss mentality towards everything, like I don't get sideways when people stop referring me. It just doesn't work anymore. It's okay. I've had realtors leave me. It's okay. It's okay. Because if it's not a win-win. And so I think having that peace in my heart and having that big hug, because I'm just going to love on you anyway, like whatever happens, happens, even if we don't do business anymore. And I think that that has, it has gotten me far and it's helped me just develop just this blessing of a business where I'm able to really impact and give back. And so anyway, big, big hug, big kiss is out in two weeks. So after October, you can just big hug, big kiss on Amazon. Okay. And, awesome. That was yeah, going to be one of my questions. It, yeah. Either Kindle okay. or hard copy. And it's short. It's like 50 pages. Like it's not, it's oh, an easy awesome. read. Yeah. And it just has some tactics in there of how I've been able to be successful that you can start today. I mean, you don't need a 28 year career to have a successful business. In fact, I 
wish I knew some of the things I knew now, then I would have saved me a lot of heartache, but then it wouldn't be my journey, right? Right. Absolutely. And now you can share that journey with other people and help them avoid those pitfalls. So yeah. You can start right now, you know, yeah. for anybody out entrepreneur. And like I said, it doesn't matter what you're selling, the, the concepts and the baseline, the foundation is is the same. Right. Absolutely. Anything. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And so, and I love that the book is short because then people can like read it in a weekend and start implementing oh, yeah. and, and change their business. An hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. so crazy. Yeah. So um, we're kind of coming to, to an end of our show, but I have a few questions for you. So What's one piece of advice you would give somebody who is wanting to chase their dreams? I would say, listen to your gut instinct, whether it's about a relationship in your life. Like, I'm not sure if this, if you have an instinct that something is not, it just doesn't feel right. It usually means that it doesn't. Yeah. That's probably my biggest advice because I think that when people listen to their instinct, it's, it's usually right. So I would say, follow those signs that are put in front of you when something doesn't feel right or when it does feel right. If you just feel in your heart, like this is it, and you feel convicted about it, you're, you're going to open up some doors for sure. That's my big, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes uh, it, sometimes our gut is telling us one thing and our heart, our heart's telling us one thing, but our brain is like, trying to protect us, you know? And, uh, so we just have to, I totally agree with follow your, follow your instinct. Yeah. What is one book or podcast that's been very influential in your life? You know, I really, I really like David Goggins. You know, he's a little gruff for some people, you know, he cusses a lot and some people are like, Oh, he drops too many F-bombs. I'm like, you know what, girl, you're missing the whole point. Like he is so authentic and has so many mistakes he's made, like we all do. And it really is about getting out of your head. I mean, if you can, and if you don't know who David Goggins is, like Navy SEAL and runs ultra marathons for breakfast, like dude is, now I'm not going to go out and run a hundred miles, but overcoming mind over matter, it just really is a testament to what people really are capable of and pushing the limits. He's like, when you feel that you're exhausted and that you can't do anymore, you've got 40% left in the tank. So he's got a lot of powerful messages. I would say that's the one that really stands out. So just, he's got a couple books out. I, I really, I like him a lot. I like to, to follow, you know, all his stuff. So yeah, and there's I think so I have many others, so many others, but he's, he's one that stands out. I think I have one of his books on my wish list on Audible. I just, I need to download it and listen to it. Yeah. Audible is better because between chapters, he's, it's a podcast. So the Audible oh, is cool. really bonus. Yeah. It's really okay. great. Yeah. And lastly, how can people find you? Lone with Jen. All my handles, website, social media, YouTube, Lone with Jen, J-E-N. And uh, yeah, look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today all those tips about the home buying process and then also the becoming a referral magnet. And I'm so excited about your book. I can't wait for that to come out. I'm going to definitely buy it and read it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jen. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd be so kind and leave me a quick review, I would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Christy Winfrey. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that follow button. And until next time, keep chasing those dreams, my friend. Remember, you are worth it.